in October 2020, the Holy Spirit called to my attention the word one-third. I knew that was in Revelation. And I looked at the plagues in Revelation and was surprised when I saw that the first three plagues in Revelation came upon one-third of the earth. And I realized something else. This August, when we had the megafires in California and fires in the mountains of Colorado, where I live, and I saw on CNN where there was a significant section of Brazil that had burned in the Amazon rainforest in that area of South America. There was a significant area of the rainforest that burned. I began thinking, could this be the first plague of the Great Tribulation? Could it be that the Great Tribulation, the first three plagues of the Great Tribulation, will come in different areas of the world? They will be news reports. And we might see the news report that happened of the something happening in Africa. But we might not recognize it as the Great Tribulation. And then the Holy Spirit spoke that to me about one-third. One-third is a very important word connected with the three plagues of the Great Tribulation, the first three, to lead me to believe that it could come upon the earth without people really knowing what was happening. But when you get to the fourth plague, I think everyone will know because one-third of the sun will stop shining and it will change everything. If we look at those plagues for just a minute and focus on this subject of one-third of the first three plagues, Revelation chapter 8, the seven angels of the Great Tribulation prepared themselves to sound the trumpets which would bring the plagues. Verse 7, The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire, mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees was burnt up, and all Green grass was burnt up. This very well could be one-third of the earth that received the first plague of the Great Tribulation. So you see how the other people on the earth would recognize that this had happened, but they might not recognize it was of God. A few minutes ago, I looked up this uh, subject of the California fires that were mega fires. It seemed to me like that they were bigger than the usual Santa Ana fires that come in the fall. 
They're calling them Jaya fires. G-I-G-A-F-I-R-E. Says California wildfires spawned first Jaya fire in modern history. And immediately, what did the scientists do? They attributed parts of the 2020 hurricanes and wildfires to climate changes. They'll miss the whole picture until the sun stops shining, until that plague. And when that plague hits, they'll know. They can't attribute it to something else. Well, anyway, the thing God got my attention on was this word one-third, which we see in the first three plagues that are listed in Revelation chapter 8. So, what's going on? Did we see the first plague of the Great Tribulation? Have we already seen it? In the situation with California and the Amazon rainforest and the situation in Colorado with the wildfires? I know some of those fires were caused by lightning. I don't know where the hail comes in. So we might not have seen it, but it's just alerting me to the fact that we might not see these first plagues if we're on the earth. Here is the description of the second plague. And once again, one-third is used in that second plague. And the second angel sounded, and as it were, a great mountain burning with fire was cast into the sea. And the third part of the sea became blood. And the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. See, that could happen anywhere, of course, in the world. It could happen in the Philippines easily because they have those volcanoes. But it could happen in Washington State with Mount Rainier sliding into the sea. I've often thought of that, probably because I've seen Mount Rainier several times. But we might read about some of these things in our newscasts and fail to recognize this is a part of the Great Tribulation. Here's the third plague. And the third angel sounded, and there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers, and upon the fountains of water. And the name of the star is called Wormwood, and the third part of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. I believe this is just to alert us to the fact that this may not be visible over the entire world, the first three plagues. But if you look off the 
at the fourth plague, I think it would be visible everywhere all over the world. Verse 12, And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. So as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. This would be all over the earth. Everybody's attention would be focused on this event. How can the scientists explain this one away? They can explain away the trees burning, the climate change, the, t- the weather changes, the hurricanes, whether they're right or wrong, they can explain those away. But how do they explain away the third part of the sun when it fails to shine? When we have a third less sunlight, and what would the consequences be of a third less sunlight? What would the consequences be on the growing seasons? How would things unimaginable be affected? Which of us can imagine this coronavirus? I didn't take it seriously when I first heard of it. It was being referred to in the news as this China plague. Well, uh, we tend to take things seriously when they happen where we live. We take the weather very seriously when it happens where we live, don't we? We take hurricanes seriously if they hit our house. But when we just read about them, we might feel sorry for the people who have it happen. But our attention is not focused as strongly when that happens. But when that sun fails to shine for one-third part of the day, Day after day after day, I think it will get the attention of every person on the earth and they will be terrified. And I suspect that's what Jesus refers to when he says, before he comes, the power of the heavens will be shaken. The prophet Isaiah described it this way. Isaiah 13, verse 13. God says, Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall be removed out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger, the great tribulation. And Jesus told us in Matthew 24, that the powers of heaven would be shaken before his return. Looking at that part where it says in verse 13, And the earth shall remove out of her place. Many years ago, I had a dream where the earth slipped on its axis. People were terrified. 
the governments of men were meeting with the scientists and with the religious leaders to see what might be done. Nothing could be done because this was from God. A newscaster was giving a TV report, and he was so frightened. See, usually these newscasters just pretend to be sad when they tell of a typhoon hitting. And then they go on to the next story. This newscaster was terrified. He was giving his report on TV. He was so frightened, he stopped talking. He just got up and walked out of the studio. Now, we've never seen anything like that before. Everybody on the earth will be frightened when this happens. If we are here at that time, we don't exactly know when Jesus is taking the church off the earth. There are various um, scriptures which can lead us to believe even multiple things about that. But if we are here, when that sun turns dark, we who know the Bible will know the truth. And what we know from that is Jesus was coming soon. If we look at Matthew 24, that confirms the same thing. Look at verse 21. For then, Jesus says, shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. There's one plague of the great tribulation which lasts for five months. We don't have any idea how long this sun being darkened will last. It might go through the entire duration of the great tribulation. We don't know when these other plagues, how long they will last, except we do know that one plague will last five months. And Jesus says in Matthew 24, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. I think that's a very key word. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. The earth will be moved out of its place. The solar system will be shaken. We are so accustomed to it all being stable, like it was from the creation of time. We are accustomed to that. But the day will come when God will shake the heavens and the earth. Verse 29 of Matthew 24. Jesus says, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. That will happen after the powers of heaven are shaken. You might want to look real closely at verses Matthew 29 and 30. And then shall appear, Jesus says, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he, Jesus, shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. That coming of Jesus with the sound of a trumpet, that reminds me so much of the Old Testament where the mount of God in, I think, the book of Exodus, where God appeared to Moses and a great trumpet sounded that all the people could hear while they were terrified. Same will happen here. All the people will hear that great sound of a trumpet, I believe, when Jesus comes. I don't think you'll miss it in any way. You're not going to be asleep and miss it if you're on the earth at that time. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heaven to the other. That's all in Matthew 24. Let's return for a minute here to Revelation chapter 9 and look at one of those plagues. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, and to him that was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. Now we've already heard from Jesus that if the days of the great tribulation aren't shortened, even the elect would not be saved. But for the elect's sake, the days will be shortened. We know some of the elect of God are going to be on this earth at the time of the great tribulation. Now we have a plague that's going to affect only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them, the locusts, was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he strikes a man. And in those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. And they shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. I suggest you read Revelation chapter 8 through chapter 16 
it tells about the 14 plagues of the Great Tribulation. But we do see several things from reading this plague number five. In the first place, the angel in Revelation 8 said, Woe to those who live on the earth because of the woes that are to be loosed. This plague of these locusts being loosed is going to last five months. That they're going to these men who do not belong to God will be stung by these locusts. They will seek death. It'll be so bad. It, they will seek death and shall not find it. And they shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Verse 12 says, One woe is past, and behold, there come two wo woes thereafter. In the sixth plague, a woe was loosed that one-third of the men of the earth were killed by fire, by smoke, by the brimstone which issued out of the mouth of the destroyer. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. For their tails were like unto serpents and had heads, and with them they do hurt. And the rest of the men, which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils, and idols of gold, and silver, and brass, and stone, and of wood, which can neither see, nor hear, nor walk. Neither repented they of their murders, nor their sorceries, nor their fornications, nor their thefts. They would not repent to give God glory. They continued in the work of their hands. I have seen ministers do this. Twice I've had experience where I have been in church service and a minister has spoken something completely wrong. And I have contacted both of these ministers by the next day to ask the minister where that is in the Bible that he spoke. And at first, both of these ministers said the same thing to me. I can't remember where it is in the Bible. And I said to them, well, would you please look it up and tell your secretary and have her call me and just tell me because this is very important to me to know where this is in the Bible that you spoke. Both of them said the same thing to me. I can't remember. And then both of them confessed to me, all right, it's not in the Bible. And they became angry with me. They didn't repent for saying something contrary to the Bible, to their congregation. They didn't repent. They just became angry with the person who pointed out that they had said something contrary to the Bible or had left something out of the Bible, had added to the Bible. They weren't sorry at all. It took me a long time to understand how it could be that these men were not sorry for what they said. And then 
in approximately 2015, God showed me Antichrist in the churches, and I realized it was the end-time Antichrist. And basically, they could not repent. And that's exactly what's happening here in Revelation. I'm not saying that they were the thing in Revelation. I'm just saying we have an example of it, of this. So we can better understand this passage of Scripture in Revelation. Because when these plagues come, it's not going to turn them to God. They're not going to repent. And they're going to curse God and blaspheme God. If you read Revelation chapter 8 through chapter 16, I think you will see it in a slightly different view as a result of what I've shared with you here. Because what I've shared with you here is simply what the Holy Spirit shared with me. I think God will reveal more to his prophets, his people, before the end. We seem to be seeing a little more right now. I think this coronavirus has done a lot to open our eyes to passages of Scripture like Revelation 18. If you read Revelation 18, the fall of Babylon, which I don't think is the fall of the Babylon that's in the Mideast, I think it is a symbolic Babylon where a great city in one hour fell. We can't imagine how a great city could be closed in one hour. How could New York City be closed in one hour? How could London or Paris? Oh, well, coronavirus, what has it done? We see it being locked up all the time. We see business closes, closing. Doesn't it make Revelation 18 more real to us today? Those of us who have lived during this coronavirus? I suggest you go back and read about the fall of Babylon because I think you'll see it in a different way than you did before. Since we have seen the TV pictures of nobody in Times Square, of Paris being empty, of London being empty, of stores being shut up, of businesses closed, I think you'll see Revelation 18 differently. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.